It is Saturday, December 19th, 2020, and you are listening to The Tommy C Show, a think tank for logic and truth that are sewn into the fabric of our liberties. Today I'll talk about the absurd renaming of public schools, I'll spend some time on some common misinformation, and also take a few shots at the trolls. Coming up next on The Tommy C Show. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Tommy C Show. I'm your host, Tom. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast that's become a popular resource for patriotic truth and action. The podcast recorded in a tiny room in southern Wisconsin, but now heard in 50 countries around the world. So, San Francisco is about to rename Abraham Lincoln High School because former the former president did not demonstrate that black lives mattered to him, according to their renaming committee. The San Francisco district is planning to rename the school that was named after Abraham Lincoln, um who is often held as an American hero for abolishing slavery. But he's just one of 44 historical figures soon to have their names scratched off of the schools within the San Francisco Unified School District. And the man behind the renaming of the 44 you know, San Francisco schools is a first-grade teacher who was influenced by his parents, both prominent members of the Nation of Islam, who set up their own Islamic school. Uh, Jeremiah Jeffries, the chairman of the renaming committee, revealed in an interview uh, that his mother told him that there's nothing mysterious about progression. It's working instead of wishing. And she and her husband had set up the Sister Clara Muhammad School that served a predominantly African-American Muslim population. There's some irony here, really, Mr. Jeffries. Remember that the Nation of Islam is defined as an organized hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center for its racist, anti-Semitic, and anti-gay teachings and rhetoric of black superiority over whites. And furthermore, Islam is a practice that still commonly forces slave labor labor among black Muslims. It's it's insane, the duplicity here. Jeffries also led San Francisco's largest school boycott um, a number of years ago when he encouraged 200 families to send their children to a protest, uh, the closure of a school, rather than to uh, be in lessons. The guy is a complete turd. And like most hypocrites on the left, who he's got to deflect from his own shitty behavior towards someone else. Jeffrey said that of Lincoln, Lincoln, like presidents before him and most after him, uh, did not show through policy or rhetoric that black lives ever really mattered to them outside of human capital and were just casualties of wealth building. How fucking ridiculous is that? I mean, it, it's it's insane. How many people, white people, really died in the effort to abolish the slaves. How many hundreds of thousands were killed or maimed? And people like Jeremiah Jeffries don't belong educating children. And this subject for me, this renaming of schools, it goes beyond even this. Because it goes back years for me with even renaming schools that were named after um, particular Native American uh Words, I guess you could call them like chiefs or warriors or something like that. These these schools, they name these things. These are their mottos. They're meant in a positive way to enforce the the unity and the victory and the accomplishment of these words. They're used as powerful words. They're not used in a derogatory way. It it blows my mind that the left considers positive reinforcement negative appropriation it i i have no idea how their mind swings something so far from one extreme to the other it 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 just makes no sense to me and i talk about this a lot but you know much of what the lemons the the left lemons i was going to say but 
They are lemons. They're human lemons. <laughs> but much of what their unity is is all based on criticism and hate and anger and finding negativity and stuff. And that's a big difference from the right where, you know, our unity is based upon values. The things we find value and purpose and meaning in. Uh, the collective good. Wanting to succeed. Wanting to find uh, you know, hope and good and, and, and things like that. But the left, they take everything good and they turn it to shit. And then they shit on it even more themselves. It, they're just such pathetic, slimy scumbags. And the more and more we've gone out through uh, gone on through 2020 and the more and more I, I witness people on the left and even in public i just i get a knot in my stomach at times it's it, it's a physical reaction at times because you could just the behavior is just uh, sometimes it's just a look on the face even but and it never used to be this bad i mean we all say we've got friends and family that are democrats and but for the most part I think this is very true for the most part. Those of, us, those of us that have those friends and family that are Democrats, that are outspoken about their place, you know, and how they think, we can't stand them. We don't want to be around them. We don't want to have discussions with them. And it's not because we can't. It's because they won't. It's If we try to engage in it, they get nasty and they get mean. And it's it's terrible. They're just such angry, vicious, nasty people. And And I say that to include people i know in my own family that are democrats because i've watched their behavior that way it is so just nasty narcissistic and it terribly short-sighted but all right moving on brace yourselves because i'm going to come at us now here a little bit but i swear the more bullshit that i see from the q tribe the more i'm convinced i'm going to have to build you all a cry room and and fill it with scented candles and cup for puppies and maybe pump in some Kenny G or some Enya. I, good Christ. I, I This stuff, this crazy misinformation, this crazy wild conspiracy stuff has gotten out of control. And it's got to stop. And I realize that I've been pretty hard on this group recently. I will likely continue to be. Because my comments are not without reason. But I'm not trying to shame anyone. I'm trying, really, to get you to think for yourselves. And I thought... Maybe I'm mistaken, but I thought the original premise of the Soul Q philosophy was to question things, to question things for yourself. And somewhere along the line, it took a 180 degree turn. It went from, I'm going to question anything I see, to don't question anything I say. I mean, that's what's happened with it. And it has become a hard left, really, from them in terms of the ideology and, and how they think in the, the way they hold on to this stuff and you you can't question it this about a group that is supposed to be all about questioning things it's crazy and those of you who are devout followers of this q stuff you have an enormous passion about you you know to see the right thing done an enormous passion and i admire that i truly do i'm glad it's working for us i just have to ask you what will it take to channel that inquisitive passion into productive action for you to physically take action and own some responsibility some personal responsibility toward fixing this mess instead of hoping and waiting for some magical ideology to come along and take care of it because that's not going to happen you know you, you seem to have idolized trump to a point where he's an infallible being of endless power and righteousness sounds a bit like god doesn't it 
And that is the problem. You are equating a mortal man to that of an ideological being. It's irrational and it's irresponsible. And listen, I am harder on our own side for this. Because I expect more from us. I expect better from us than to fall into the same traps that the left continually does. We don't have much credibility in calling out the left's fake news when we are dealers of the same. We can do better. We, we have people that I see sharing this and, and other conversations are smart people. You get caught up in this, and, and this is where I've talked in the past about Trump. Is He's one guy. He's been great for us. And it would be great to have him for another four years. I don't see that happening. And it's not because I'm giving up the fight or because I don't have a spine or because I'm not a patriot. It's the reality of where we are. And I am always going to call out reality on top of being a huge patriot and loyal to my oaths that I have sworn more than once. I brought this up in the past. But even if Trump were to get another four years, he's gone then. Then what? You know what? It's, he has exposed all of the negative out there. He has exposed how deep the corruption is and how bad it is. We should be grateful for that. He is giving us a gift with that and telling us, here you are. Now you know who and what you're fighting. Now go fight it. And that is on us. It's on we the people to do this. It's on we the people to act and fight. And there are so many fronts that I have talked about many times and will continue to talk about. And I get that in a lot of these comments, especially online, um, when I'm engaged in discussions on Parler and I kind of I challenge this Q stuff. I get from people, well, what's your plan? Well, you, you're sitting on your hands. You've got nothing. No, it's not... I say it again, those that are regular listeners are probably tired of hearing me say this, but you go back to podcast number one and work all the way up to this one, number 59. I have spent a lot of time and effort, and I am quick to not just make you know fun of problems or to call out bad things without having solutions. And I have talked about multiple solutions multiple times from... Uh, you know, school boards to our local politicians to state politicians to election laws to defunding the Democrats. Uh, I mean, I have, I have talked at length about ways that we can engage on so many different levels, regardless of what your physical position is or your financial position is. There are things that don't require you to get out in the streets and yell. There are things that don't require you to spend a dime, but they are effective things you can do to bring about change and those are the things that we can do and have to do and i just again i wonder how many of these people who are yelling and waiting for you know the magical mystical uh, you know storm coming to do all the work instead of doing some of these things themselves and that's that's why i'm appealing to those of you who are in that trap to get out of it now because every minute you waste there is a minute you could actually be doing something to help you know i <laughs> And bring, this brings me to the left now. And more specifically, their base of detached minions. These simple bastards who just continue to get worse and worse at the ability to have a logical conversation. And even worse at trolling. Now, there was a point when the left was strong at trolling. And I, and I say that from the sense of there, there was some substance to how they would troll. There was some creativity to how they would troll. And it was entertaining, if nothing else. But Trump has made them look so stupid in the last four years that they can't even troll anymore. It's pathetic. And it's not just their lack of substance. It's now their lack of originality or creativity at all. They just suck. It, I mean, they should just go off the internet because they're horrible at it. And none of them not that I've seen, and I say none, and I always say I don't like absolutes, but I have not seen one in a long time. 
one of them that can answer even the simplest question without first saying, you know, but Trump or but McConnell or but the Republicans or but you or anything but. They can't claim any responsibility for thinking themselves. It's like they are immediately disqualifying any question that you have by finding another question to preface it with. And honestly, they aren't the only ones. We have many on our side who do the same thing. And when asked about something that Trump has said or done, you immediately go for the Obama scapegoat. Well, Obama said, or Obama did this. There's no honesty to be had or found in any discussion if we've already determined we're going to preface any answer with a different question or deflection. And truthfully, it is never productive to answer a question with a question unless your question is to better understand the question you were asked. For example, can you further explain your question? Or what information is it you're looking for in your question? Something along those lines. Clarification of what the question is being asked. But if somebody asks you what color the sky is and your answer is, well, how many letters are there in the alphabet? That doesn't solve anything. It doesn't do anything. It's a complete deflection, a complete change of topic, and it happens way too often. I know that sounds silly, but that's just how silly it sounds in reality, too. It happens way too often, and especially by the left. It seems like it's almost the only way they know how to answer questions anymore. You know, and if you're having these discussions with them online, if you're having these debates online with these mindless fucking Muppets, it, the conversations go absolutely nowhere. Nowhere productive anyway. They always drag these conversations in a complete circle, or they go off on 15 different tangents. They have nothing to do with the point of the questions. And by the end of it, you're, you're just ready to smash your face with a keyboard. It's, it's like this battle of endless riddles that don't have an answer. Just a bunch of nonsens nonsensical ambiguity before they finally end it by making some reference to your genitals and then spiking the football on the conversation as if they were victorious. And then, of course, blocking you so you can't respond again. It's just, it's a circle of insanity trying to have a meaningful discussion with almost any of them. I have tried. I have tried over many years to have fruitful debate. I can honestly say that in the tens of thousands of exchanges, maybe more than that, less than 1%, less than 1%, it's such a small fraction, are able to stay on point and have an honest discussion. That's a very unfortunate thing, and it applies to us too. There is such an instinct and impulse to become immediately defensive, uh, when, especially you know, when we are wrong about something. And that's where the conversation breaks. Because you know, in that moment, when they get defensive or we get defensive, the moment of honesty is gone. You know, If either side could just learn to simply say, I was wrong, or... I didn't know that, or I would have to look further into reading that. Thank you for providing that information. That both sides might have an ability to get somewhere in exchange of further dialogue. But it doesn't, it doesn't seem there's an ability for anyone to want to believe that they are conceding any points in conversation, even on the smallest of things, really meaningless things. So I just don't see how there's a way the larger and more important things appear to have any ability to drive honest debate. You know, it's it's a really unfortunate we're at that point, but I really do put most of that blame, uh, you know, for the left, for the, the ridiculous petulance of the left over the last few years, and the violent extreme hatred, and their lack of accountability, and their denial, and their inability to have a rational conversation without having to lose their fucking minds over it. And, and that's, 
That's where we're at, unfortunately. So I think unless, if we we have an opportunity to practice with ourselves, because there's infighting right now, there isn't a lot of it, is that defensiveness over what's real information and what's not real information, what's good information, what's bad information. But we have an ability to mature our conversations with each other so that we can be stronger in our conversations with the other side. Because it, it, somehow we have to be able to communicate. We have to be. And, and we're going to die as a species if we can't. And we have to learn how to communicate. So we have to get there. Now, the good thing is that we are not the left. And like I said, we, we typically do better than that, which is why it is important to be strong enough to call ourselves out when we aren't being productive in our communication so that we don't fall into the abyss of mindless chaos that the left calls a discussion and so that we remain intellectually superior to them. That's all I have for today. If you enjoyed the show, I would be grateful if you'd take a minute to share it with your friends and family if you're on apple and would leave a positive review i would be very appreciative as well feel free to follow and engage with me on parlor my handle is at the tommy c show friends it is time for all of us to passionately take action and we the people have a proud history of doing just that thank you for listening to the tommy c show a podcast for truth, power, and action. Until next time, sapientia es potentia. Wisdom is power.